from the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. And now it's time for the Daily Douchebag Pledge. Two Douchebags and a Microphone Pledge. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to download every show. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to grab family members' phones and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to go to public computers and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to laugh at all the unfunny jokes. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to lie to all my friends and tell them how good the show is. And finally, I, Joe, or Jane Listener, promise to visit Montrose, Missouri to take advantage of the power plant, campgrounds, and junkyard all within its quarter-mile radius. Think about what's just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. Wild asparagus is plentiful and easy to find. It can be stewed with garlic and onion, which is both wild, which can be easily found, in a very tasty post-apocalypse food. You can make this into a delicious stew, and this will hold you over at least for a couple of days until you can find some other food. And now, a brand new feature, Strange Insults from an Alien. May you always step in a wet spot after putting on fresh socks. Hello everybody, this is Two Douchebags and a Microphone and I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. Welcome everybody. Um, anyhow, um, uh, Let's see, New Year's is coming up, Rob. You got anything big planned? Uh, New Year's Eve is tomorrow. Nope. Me neither. That's why I like it anymore. I, I yeah. If you, if you want to do a show tomorrow night, let's do it, brother. Okay, let's do a show tomorrow night. Hell yeah. Huh? Sounds good to me. Um, I got a neat little story here. I found this pretty interesting. I think you'll like it too, Rob. Okay, a Sephora customer. You know Sephora is... Um, um, cosmetics and some types of jewelries and stuff. It's uh, fairly upper class and it's in like Macy's and Jones Store. Is there a Jones Store anymore? It, it might even be in JCPenney's too. I don't know. It's might be in Kohl's. But you know what I'm talking about, right, Sephora? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, very good, very good. Okay, a Sephora customer claims that its body butter attracts spiders. A Sephora customer has untangled a web of mystery and controversy. A review on Sephora's site for Sol de Janeiro body butter set the internet wild. Warning folks who are scared of spiders not uh, to butter their bodies claiming that the product is a magnet for the eight-legged creatures. The customer claims the bugs have appeared every day since using the lotion, adding one time the spider wanted to eat whatever ingredient that's in the butter so bad that it chased me. I left everything and ran. 
Reddit, as one could imagine, is all ablaze with these new claims. So leave it to Reddit for someone to sniffing out the uh, sniffing out this uh, one problem out. Evidently, a yeah. combination of ferrocil acetate and hexatal acetate often attracts male spiders. More research is being done. I say, if you're an evil bastard like Rob and I, there might be a very good prank in this for someone you know who is deathly afraid of arachnoids. Doesn't that sound like something we do? Oh, uh, dude, I can talk right now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, hey, try this new body butter. It's great shit, man. Yeah. yeah. Man. Makes, you, makes you look young and all this cool shit and everything. And, you know, next thing you know, they're like running out of their house screaming. But I, I don't I, know. I, I could think of one ex-girlfriend in particular. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I got a few on that list, too. Um, um, let's see. Um, I don't know if I quite believe the claims, though, because I... Um, you, would you think that one ingredient that you put on your body would make a, spy, a spider could smell that and, and signify that out of all these other chemicals that are on you enough to chase you? I don't know. You know, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm going to do further investigating on this. And I'm going to look yeah. around on the Internet and see what I can find out. I don't know. To me, it just sounds uh, kind of uh, unrealistic, maybe. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm kind of suspicious when I shouldn't be. I don't know. So, anyhow, um, last week... You were talking about um, someone getting swatted, right? There was a female representative of some sort? Yeah, yeah. And there was a male representative, too. But oh, okay. He gave them, he gave them treats and stuff. So oh. they called him beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I got one for you. Florida Senator, former governor of Florida, and Florida Senator now, Rick Scott's home in Naples, was swatted Wednesday night, according to Naples Police spokesperson Lieutenant Brian McGuinn. So, yeah, I think I, I think that's the one. Oh, is it? Okay. Evidently, this is a thing to uh, swat representatives and senators. Uh, so, Scott posted on X, formerly known as Twitter, Thursday morning, stating, "Last night, while at dinner with my wife, coward swatted my home in Naples." These criminals wasted the time and resources of our law enforcement in a sick attempt to terrorize my family. Swatting is a prank call made to authorities that, that you know, and we went into that, you know, and we were talking about yeah. the very famous case in Wichita, which actually brought uh, swatting to the forefront because I think that it helped it gain popularity um, because that was uh, that was a big story in the news for a long time, and I believe that the guy was... Uh, deaf and somewhat mentally uh, disabled and yes. uh, and the guy was they were gamers and they're and I guess the guy in Wichita the gamer was like kind of haw-hawing and ribbing the one in uh, California the guy in California took it personally swatted the kid in uh, in Wichita and the kid in Wichita did not understand what was going on or the severity of it and he was shot and killed and so right. the guy in California, the gamer, was held responsible with uh, um, manslaughter charges. And um, I, you know, I mean, I think I kind of see their point. 
And yeah, I yeah. I do. Yeah. So anyhow, it, it seems like ever since then, since it was brought to the forefront, that swatting is now like more of a uh, more of a thing. It used to be kind of underground. You know, I've heard of swatting and I kind of understood what it was. But it didn't really yeah. come to the forefront until that famous case maybe 10, 15 years ago happened. Do you think so? That's what I think happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I... so, anyhow, interesting stuff. Um, anyhow, Rob, uh, you got something you want to go into? Oh, uh, yeah. First off, I have to say this. Okay. Uh, this is Saturday night. Uh-huh. December 30th. Ruth Ann in Central Ohio, I am sorry for what's about to happen. <laughs> Either way, win or lose, I'm sorry. I'll try to hold him back as much as I can. I listened to that podcast actually today on the way home. Dude, I was rolling. I was rolling. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ruth Ann. I have been badgering you. <laughs> I'm sorry. And the only thing is, is I still contend now's the time to pile on. I, I mean, the Chiefs are down. They're not looking very good. And I know you said that you don't like to pile on people and make fun of them. I, I'm sorry. That's what NFL fans do, right? This, this I, is your shot, girl. Take it. I've been taking a lifetime full of shit from these Raider fans um, over that game, that debacle that happened Christmas Day. Uh, so, you know, I mean, look, yeah. it's all in fun and games. And I didn't know that you took ridicule like that personally, because most NFL fans have a tough, uh, a tough barrier. You know, they're like, you know, okay, I was giving enough shit out, now I'm going to get it back because oh shit, my team suddenly lost or whatever. You know, yeah. and I really expected that, but I have been badgering you, Ruth Ann from North Central Ohio. <laughs> so, accept my apologies too. And Rob, thank you for pointing that out and defending her. But it was funny. Well, it was funny. Play Monday night and oh yeah. <laughs> because you caught that real quick. You're like, oh, I, I got nothing to do with this. It was kind of like a Mike Tirico on yep. Collinsworth when he called all the backup <laughs> quarterbacks fat. <laughs> and Collinsworth er, and Tirico's like, that's Collinsworth, C O L L and I N G. So you know where to direct the hate mail to. So, but anyhow, Rob, go ahead. You were going to something there, and anyhow, we got sidetracked, like always. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to get that out in the open beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyhow. Uh oh, was that? Woman thought, uh, okay, sorry. I go, was that it? Because you said, <laughs> I, anyhow, forget it. It just sounded like okay. it wasn't. Like, okay. Go for A Florida woman filed a $5 billion federal class action lawsuit against the Hershey Chocolate Company, claiming that its seasonal Reese's treats were deceptively marketed because they didn't have faces. According yep. to a lawsuit filed in the Middle District Court of Florida on Wednesday, Cynthia Kelly sued the Hershey's company because its jack-o'-lantern treats were advertised with mouth and eye drops on the packaging but didn't have any on the actual chocolates. I can throw this story away now. I got it, too. I thought that was so stupid. Keep going, though. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Uh, in addition to jack-o'-lantern, the class action 
also included other seasonal products that were allegedly falsely advertised, including Reese's Peanut Butter Pumpkins, Reese's White Pumpkins, Reese's Chunky Pumpkins, Reese's Peanut Butter Ghosts, Reese's White Ghosts, Reese's Peanut Butter Bats, Reese's Peanut Butter Footballs, and Reese's Peanut Butter Shakes assortments. Virtually every fucking thing they've done. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all Halloween line. I, I, I know. Rob, I'm with you. When I saw that, I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. I and in addition to the eye-popping $5 billion in financial relief sought, the Tampa woman is asking the judge to order the company to change its packaging. When the price of your peanut butter cups go up, you can blame, you can blame this dumb bitch, in my opinion. In my opinion, she's a dumb bitch. In my opinion, if the price goes up, it's because they are defending frivolous fucking lawsuits like this. In my yeah, opinion. Yeah, that's what allegedly. I With all these other lawsuits, people are winning because they're stupid crap. Yeah. Yep. I, Rob, 100% agree. They the eyes were a different color. It's I, I want to know where the emotional distress is in this. I don't have a clue. I, I mean, this, this person has that guy at McDonald's that was afraid of the wind beat all to hell. Five billion with a B. I, you know what? I'm going to wait and see how this plays out. Even as dumb as lawsuits get, I just cannot see very much money going out on this. No, no, that's ridiculous. Let me tell you, if they do retrieve that many billion from this, it's over. I mean, it's over. I mean, common well, sense has almost uh, disappeared anyhow. And, and well, with it, with it being a federal class action, wouldn't the lawyers. money have to go to anybody that could give a receipt? Yes. Anybody that ever bought it, it wouldn't go directly to her? Well, this is going to affect a lot of different things, too, because a lot of people are going to be calling up their Walmart asking for a receipt of the transactions. They're going to go to Chase. They're going to go to Barclay. They're going to go to Wells Fargo. All these credit card companies and retrieve this information so that's time spent on it that's resources spent on it and then at the end of the day they're going to get 50 cents and the lawyers are going to get a hell of a lot of money for this because that's all the class class action lawsuits do in my opinion yeah. is, is make the lawyers pads their wallets and everyone else gets the scraps so anyhow um uh, is that it on this story yeah that, yeah that's it goes further and further into legal crap. Oh, I mean, do you want to cover any of it or not? No, no, no that's enough. <laughs> eh, probably a good idea. Probably a good idea. I, 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 I doubt if I could pronounce half the words. Well, um, I, I've, uh, I've got something for us here, Rob. Um, okay. Jeffy X is at it again. Have a right on. Yes, Jeffy X, our good friend. I thought they caught him. He had not come up with anything in a couple of weeks. I was like, oh shit, they figured out who he is. And they got him stripped naked, fucking zapping his nuts with a uh, with a taser or something, right? 
Well, luckily, I've, I've been waiting for him to show up to get his Christmas presents. Well, he knows. He knows. You know, because uh, because of everything that he's done for us, all the sleuth work, he knows that uh, uh, you are embroidering. You have embroidered him underwear with his yeah. uh, with his name on the front of it. And on the inside, on the inside front of it, there is a secret pouch, what we call a Stephen Piercy pouch. Stephen Piercy, the glam metal band rat, who supposedly yep. used to stuff his underwear to look more appealing in spandex to women and maybe gay men. So um, you even did that for uh, Jeffy X, although we're sure he doesn't need padding. You sewed him yep. the special pocket in front for him, so he can Just feel if he wants to feel in full. That's fine. And you also made him some Sergeant Pepper outfits, embroidered him some, and what else did... Oh, the, what was it? The uh, the flying bat suit. The flying bat suit, too. Yes. yes. And I'm up to 50 hookers. And embroidered. I'm up to 50 hookers and legal marijuana only in Missouri or Colorado. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And because we don't break the law here, two douchebags and microphones. And I would right, never. Cannot leave the state I would never think about getting him in a highly illegal bag of cocaine. I would never do that. So it would no. have to be legal pot, either in Missouri or California or Colorado or wherever it's legal, and and, uh, and the uh, fifty hookers. But to think about it, hookers are illegal too. So, um, well, uh, we don't break the law here at Two Douchebags and Microphones. So um, just forget everything. <laughs> so. Uh, anyhow, uh, in honor of the uh, the fork saucer that we talked about last week, right? Remember that thing? Yeah. Okay. In case anyone did not catch last episode, which makes you a horrible person, and you need you need to rethink your life if you didn't listen to the, to um, to last week's episode. And also, if you don't recite the uh, the daily pledge, you're a bad person too. You must recite yes, that. Yes. yes. Everybody needs to start doing that. Yes. I, Joe, or Jane, listener, needs to hereby pledge everything that's on there. Plus, go to Montrose, Missouri. So, anyhow, in honor <laughs> of the new fork saucer, the fork saucer is a fork that's hollow in the middle, and it has a threading on it to where you can attach special tubes that they sell, like ketchup, mayo, mustard probably some hot sauces other stuff like that you screw it on and it literally sauces your food as you are you have a fork in it you squeeze the tube part of it and sauce comes out and it is an automatic saucer fork so in honor of that Jeffy X did some checking and uh, anyhow there's some uh, do-it-yourself stuff that failed you know like the fork saucer you know that that may came to fruition but there's all these ones here that he sent me that did not go through. You know, they failed the focus panels or whatever, or just the the uh, company gave up on it or whatever. So, um, uh, and anyhow, in typical Jeffy X fashion or, or sleuth, he uh, sent me a message and he said, hey, check your email. Ten minutes is gone. So I had to like really, I, I was on my way out to work. I had to run in here real quick. I had to download it and print it out. And sure enough, 10 minutes later, poof, the email was gone, like always. So thank you, Jeffy X. And you're going to get um, some stuff from me that I can't talk about. And, uh, and, and everything that we told you that Rob, is, his embroidery skills are immaculate. In case yes, anyone's wondering. Yes. I impressed myself. Oh, I, I tell you, I cried when you did the flying bat suit. That thing is majestic. Yes. It's majestic. And I love the whole bat thing that you got going on the front of it. 
Mm-hmm. How long did that take? Oh, about four or five days. It, it is beautiful. In it's my beautiful. spare time. Yes. I, I, yeah, it's beautiful. I, I see I'm starting to get misty, so I'm going to go on to this list. Okay. The first one is self-molding Tupperware. So you put a sandwich in it, it starts to mold for you. So that way you don't have to wait three weeks to find it in the bottom of your refrigerator with green on it. Oh, right on. Yeah, but it didn't go through, Rob. Did not go through. I, I know. I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. What's this world? That, that, that should be a given. I agree. What's this world coming yeah, to? Okay. I know. Uh, well, the next one. The self-sweating sock did not work. Evidently, people don't like a sock that sweats itself. I know. I don't know what to say, Rob. I don't know what to say. I'm very, yeah, yeah, I'm very disappointed. It'd be great to just go in and have a sock you put on that just starts sweating before you even do anything, right? That way you can get used to it. Yeah. 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 That'd be awesome. I know. I know. And then the next one I'm really disappointed in that it's not coming out. Self-itching jockstrap. Not that I ever wear one anymore, but if I did, it'd be great to just all of a sudden it just starts itching, right? Yeah. I I, I don't understand why none of these went through. I, I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know what to say, Rob. I guess the American public is so fickle, they will screw you out of a great invention like this, right? Yep. Uh, the next one up. I kind of agree with this, and we'll see what you think. A self-gassy Brussels sprout. I can see the logic in that because if they're your own gas, it smells fine, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah I, I can see why that. Was yeah, fun. yeah. So you're getting ready to chow down on the Brussels sprouts and it gasses itself. I mean, yeah, yeah. You may be like, I, oh. I better smell my. Yeah, I don't want to smell it. I want to smell mine. Yeah, me too. So okay, I think I have to agree with that one. So, um, oh, I just noticed a horrible typo I have in this. In honor. <laughs> I spelled honor, H-O-N-E-R, honor. <laughs> Anyhow, jeez, fuck. How many gummies was I chewing on when I did that? Oh, well. Um, <laughs> next one, a self-burning pizza crust. I, I don't know what to say, Rob. I don't know what to say. I, I thought they were anyway. <laughs> that's what I thought, too. I don't think I've ever had one not be a burnt pizza pizza crust huh uh, this next one depends on how you feel about it um, me I don't know a self-starting jackhammer now well, you have to get a little dangerous I, I've operated a jackhammer before of you yeah <laughs> they're not very fun so I no. think I, I think I could see that yeah man I tell you what could, when you let that thing down could you what? Go no, go ahead, Rob. 
Oh, I was just going to say, could you mind having that thing in the back of your truck going down 435 and it just <laughs> <to start going laughs> Oh, my God. Watch our traffic. Yeah. Since, since you've operated one before, i got a question for you. Okay. Um, did you Were you still rattling for like 10 minutes after you put that thing down? Oh, dude. I, it was like two, three hours. Yeah, it was probably more like two or three hours. I was up in New York I, on a job. Hey, go ahead. Uh, I, I'd be driving home, and my feet, just, I couldn't stay right on the gas. I was on and off the gas. <laughs> we were actually, I was still vibrating. We were actually working on a Donald Trump property up in White Plains, New York. And a bunch of concrete had to be uh, jackhammered out. So I had the honors of being one of those people that got to do that. And uh, anyhow, and it was in a mall that was open. So we had to jackhammer really fast to everything and then stop and then do it again because we could only shut down that part of the mall in like 15 minute increments. And it was just, it was just nuts. We had to go real quick get a bunch of it out and then uh, and then they had to clean it up real quick and then we had to let everybody through we couldn't it, the mall was circular you know what forget it I, I I'm going into it too much it doesn't matter um, okay next one self-starting water faucet I think I could see that yeah yeah all of a sudden yeah, you wake up so. like you know like let's say like a cucumber, like a big chunk of cucumber goes and hits the drain. You wake up and there's water all over the floor. You know, yeah, yeah, I get it. And because it's self-starting water faucet, well, there you go, right? Yep. All right. Next one, I agree with this because it could be very untimely for your unfortunate fingers. A self-starting fruit food processor. Yeah. That could get all dangerous too. That could get really bad, yes. So I think I would agree with that. And then a self spending credit or debit card. I could swear mine does. When I look at my statement every month, I could swear mine does, but it doesn't. Unfortunately oh, yeah. it's me. It is me. But I would swear that motherfucker jumps out of my wallet and just goes on a craze binge for three or four hours, then jumps back in my wallet. But no, it's not what happens. It's my stupid ass. So yeah, a self-spending credit or debit card, absolutely. Uh, next one, self-rusting nails. Yeah, 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 rusted nails suck. Yeah, they do. Yep, I would agree. But they're, easy, they're easily fixable though, a little 10W40 on them. They're, good as new and then finally but not least and I agree with this one too Rob a self-drilling root canal kit yeah 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 hey that's the wrong tooth and it doesn't listen it just keeps oh man yeah I, I, no yeah, no yeah Yep, so anyhow, thank you Jeffy X. You're going to get a lot of prizes and fun and games headed your way. Mine we're not talking about, but Rob's is everything that he embroidered because he is just so in awe of your true journalism and your sleuthing skills, right Rob? 
I really am. I really am, Jackie. You need protection from fucktards? You have people coming and fucking with you constantly? You need answers? You need solutions? Smacking Smack the, the nuts. nuts! That's right! Smacking the nuts is what you need! Smacking the nuts, get rid of said losers in no time flat! Smacking Smack the, the nuts. nuts! Available everywhere wherever you buy self-defense items. Here are just a few testimonials from some satisfied customers. Stupid fucksack come to me. He talks stupid. He no let me go. Smell like sack of shit. He spit talk all over. I remember smacking balls. I use shit sack. Shit sack lie on ground. I walk off. Thank you smacking the balls. You saved me from smelly smelly spit. Well I had this stupid son of a bitch come around me. Uh, he would not shut his fucking yapper for nothing. He gets up on me and he talks all stupid. And I didn't know what to do. I could not shake this motherfucker like a booger. Then I remember smacking the nuts. I pulled out old smacking the nuts. And that motherfucker went down like a sack of fucking potatoes. Thank you smacking the nuts. You saved me once again from stupid motherfuckers. Smacking the nuts. Don't leave home without it. Hello? 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 You still, you still there? there? You, you are still, still listening. listening. Two monkey fuckers and a toaster will be right back. Oh, oh shit. shit. What's, What's that, that over there? there? Oh, oh no. This is island, island horrible jokes. jokes. Did you know french fries are not cooked in France? They're cooked in Greece. <laughs> Swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags in a microphone invade your ear holes in three, two, one. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. Why can't I use my toaster to toast ravioli? Or how about marshmallows? Man, this is bullshit. Two douchebags and a microphone says, You ever dream about eating chocolate pudding and wake up with a spoon in your ass? Just asking. back baby bitches i'm mark and i'm rob um rob you want to hear a little interesting fact of taylor swift and travis kelsey's romance yeah that's here okay taylor swift whirlwind romance with soulmate in parentheses travis kelsey has produced 138 tons of co2 emissions in three months and the singer would need to plant more than 2,200 trees to offset the damage. 
Taylor, 34, owns two planes, a, a, a Falcon X7X uh, and a Falcon 900. In three months, her journeys to see Travis have used up 12,622 gallons of jet fuel. The singer was named the biggest celebrity CO2 polluter of the year 2022. So, when it comes to seeing, yeah, uh, Travis Kelsey, she did more than uh, 12 journeys in the last three months. The superstar, the superstar singer was named the biggest celebrity CO2 polluter in the year 2022 just to go see the Kansas City Chiefs tight end. Swift uh, is not very happy about this title, and she argues it, And but I, it looks to me like they've done the research and they know what the hell they're talking about. So Well, think about it. She flies in for every game. She's been flying back and forth on her tour to go to the games. Well, I'll put it like this. Okay. Last uh, last weekend, she's here Monday for Christmas, right? Wednesday, yeah. she's in New York in a party. Friday, she's back here, and supposedly um, um, her and Travis is like having a dinner date or some shit. So right there, that's four trips. Yep. Yeah, so I, I think they're pretty in much going home with this. Yeah, in one week. And imagine the stuff they probably didn't even catch. So... Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, Taylor Swift, you're a polluter, and you're probably the worst one of celebrities right now. So, anyhow, you know what? I I don't care if she's mad about it. I think it's true. Sounds like she's going to win the title twice in a row. Yeah, yep, in my opinion, unless they break up. But then no one would give a shit where she flies, so <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. I mean, unless it's another... Unless it's another athlete or superstar or something like that. Other than that, yep. I mean, let's face it, the only reason she got on the... I mean, she was already a huge star and everything. But the only reason they even started keeping track of how many trips she did is because they know that she goes back and forth all the time to see Travis Kelsey go back to her home in New York, then come back here, and then all that. So, anyhow. Rob, you got anything you want to go into? Yeah, I got another candy story yeah, hell yeah. I'm not, I'm not a sweet tooth. I don't know. Mm. Well, I mean, um, I, yeah, you know what? It sounds good to me, man. I'm always good for candy stories. Although I really don't care about these. Uh, okay. One of your favorite candies could be in jeopardy. There has been a movement to ban it because of an ingredient that has been connected to cancer. But will Peeps really be banned in Missouri and other states in 2024? Peeps? There is an update. Peeps. Okay, it, it makes no bearing on me because I cannot stand Peeps. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like them either, but I figure this is newsworthy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's some idiot out there that likes them. There'd have to be. They still sell them. This battle has been going on for years, but really reached a zenith during spring of 2023 when Consumer Reports called out Peep's Easter candy for having red dye number three. They said they delivered 35,000 petition signatures to FDA calling for ban of dangerous food chemicals. 
The potential ban on peaks became even more real when California passed a ban on the ingredient in October. They also banned Skittles because Skittles has red dye number three in it too. And there is also another candy besides Skittles. Yeah, California uh, outlawed that um, that um, red dye, and um, it got I guess it got the peeps too. But it also got Skittles, and I forgot what else. There's another candy, kind of type of candy that it, that it uh, affected also. Yeah, there is. Um, there appears to be good news on the peeps front, as Consumer Reports say. The manufacturer of the candy has just announced they are removing red dye three. That's a smart move. I mean, California is a huge market. I'm sure there's a bunch of idiots there, and they all love peeps. No, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm joking around, Gally. We love you. They they mentioned peeps, hot tamales. Hot tamales. That was it. That was it. Hot tamales was the other one. Yeah, well, they're going to they're going to no longer have red number three in them. Mm-hmm. And still, uh, but there are a few that are still in jeopardy. Double bubble. Huh? Didn't know that. I didn't even know that was still around. I have not seen double bubble in years. Uh, some brands of candy corn. Okay, no big deal. And Pez has also been mentioned. Now, now Pez would be a damn shame. I wonder if Skittles already corrected itself because uh, Skittles was the original one that they banned. Yeah, this this story does not even mention Skittles, so then I wonder if they already corrected theirs. They might. I have. I'll have to look it up because I find that interesting. Because this whole story started. Um, I don't know, maybe three, probably about seven months ago, and it was with Skittles. I think Topher was still on the program when that was covered. I think me and Topher actually talked about it. You remember that, any? You listen to all the shows? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that was, I know that was Skittles. Um, hmm, okay, oh well. Oh, all right, Rob. Is is that all the story, or you got anything else? Yeah, no, that that was the end of the story. All right, cool. Well, um, doesn't really affect me. I mean, virtually none of those candies. Me either. I I, I don't even care for Pez that much. I just think they're neat, you know. Uh, that yeah, the dispensers are cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, I got one here. You know, uh, the Denver Broncos face an looming decision about Russell Wilson's future with the organization have benched the nine-time Pro Bowler quarterback for Sunday's game against Los Angeles Chargers and the game after that. So Russell uh, Russell Wilson's season is over. They're not going to re-up his contract, and the reason they're not letting him play on the last two games is because they're afraid of injury. And if he gets injured, then he gets all his money. And I think it's like 36 or 38 million or something like that. And they're strictly doing this as a financial move because they don't think that Russell Wilson is their future, and they don't want to pay him all that money. They want that money for other um, for other players. So um, that's uh, that's interesting that they gave up on him so quick because um, Russell Wilson, love him or hate him. 
He's had two coaches in two years ever since he was uh, um, let go from uh, the Seattle Seahawks. He had Pete Carroll that whole time that, you know, Pete Carroll was in on the drafting of him. And uh, anyhow, Russell Wilson came from the West Coast, and he did a really great job for years. So I, I just, I don't know, you know, is that fair? Or is there some stuff that we don't know? Is he like maybe a malcontent in the locker room? Maybe maybe he's aloof and they think he's aloof and doesn't care. I just found this a little right. suspicious that not two years it went by, but in in two years he's had two different head coaches and two different sets of coaches, quarterback coaches, offensive coordinators, all of this stuff, right? And then uh, all of a sudden they give up on him and seemingly only him. Right. And you think there's something there that we don't know, maybe? Well, I mean, come on. You, you as well as everybody else knows. There's always two sides to the story. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a decent guy. I mean, what his quote was, he didn't motherfuck anybody or nothing. He didn't say, man, this is bullshit or nothing. He just said, you know, God's got my back. Uh, can't wait to see what my next adventure is or something like that. I mean, real classy statement. Didn't dog anybody yeah. or nothing, you know? Um I, I just, uh, I found it intriguing. I've always liked Russell Wilson. He always seemed like a good guy. Um, he, had, he had phenomenal talent, and I think he still has some. Um, maybe quite simply, it's his age and the kind of money he commands. You know, maybe they're like, that you know, be. he's getting in his mid-30s, and they're like, you know what, we don't think he has that much football left. I don't know. So... Anyhow, or maybe they're resigning to the fact that maybe they don't want this great quarterback. Maybe they want a great defense to go around a Patrick Mahomes or who else is in there. Um, oh, um, uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, you know, they have two really good quarterbacks in their same division. So maybe they decided they don't need this uh, superstar quarterback and maybe they're going to go in a different direction. Because Sean Payton, I know he had Drew Brees for all those years, but he was a defensive coach. And he did specialize in defenses and that New Orleans defense that won the Super Bowl and was up there so many times, not only got in some trouble for being ultra dirty, you know, like uh, like bounties and stuff like that, but also they were known to be a very tough, rugged defense that, uh, that hit hard and made people afraid to be themselves, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like you're getting ready to catch a ball, but you're always kind of looking over your shoulder because that guy's going to just nail the piss out of you after you catch it, right? Yeah, it's, you know it's coming. Yeah, it's the kind of bone-rattling uh, hits that people get something subconscious in their head about, oh, shit, man. Oh, here comes that big DL that's going to flatten me like he always does. You know, so, anyhow, interesting stuff. But I know that NFL, it's a business, and they're all watching out for themselves, and... uh and, you know, Sean Payton, like anybody else, I mean, did they give, uh, um, oh, shit, I forgot his name. Uh, um, he's now with the Jets. They're, uh, they're, um, they're head coach last year, Hackett. Oh, yeah, Hackett, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so did they, did they give Hackett enough time one year? Probably not. Uh, I mean... But Sean Payton is a proven coach, and he's been around a long time. He is a Super Bowl winner, so maybe the fact that they that you know they're they're giving the reins to uh, 
Sean Payton, maybe Wilson won this guy all along anyhow. So, uh, anyhow, interesting. So, uh, I've got another cool story here that I'd like to go into, if that's all right, Rob. Go right ahead. All right. Rob, have you ever, yes. see, you ever seen those grease dumpsters out of the back of a restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they're pretty good-sized dumpsters now. Remember, they used to be like barrels or something, but now they're like actual dumpsters that a yeah. that a truck comes by and picks up, and they pour all it to a rendering plant. Did you know that one of those full is usually about two thousand five hundred dollars when they sell it to the rendering company? No, I did not know that. Yeah, there's really big money in used oil. The used cooking oil is in really high demand from airplane biofuel to cosmetics, to numerous other uses. Now, here's the problem. Thieves are now targeting these grease dumpsters and selling them to the black market. Here in KC, we're having a huge issue with it. We seem to have a grease theft ring that there is a reward for if you help capture them. Some surveillance video them as well. But KC's not alone in this new problem. Numerous restaurants over the, all over the country have reported used oil theft, and the problem appears to be getting, uh, it, it's getting worse. You know, if you would have told me, I don't know, used oil would be so valuable, hell, maybe it was 15 years ago, places had to pay a company to come get that stuff for recycling. Remember those days? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you used to have to pay for your motor oil to get recycled, too. And uh, anyhow, boy, times have changed. I mean, they found so many uses for used cooking oil that it actually is in high demand, and people are stealing that. They're stealing the whole dumpsters and selling that for, I don't know, maybe 800 bucks instead of 2500 on the black market. That is crazy. It is, isn't it? I mean, this is shit. Remember when we used to, like, empty out the, the uh, baked potato, the twice-baked potato fryers at Justin Jim's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that stuff wasn't even thought of. It was kind of like, ugh, get that crap out of here. Now that stuff's, like, literally gold. I mean, $2,500 for one of those dumpsters? Did that seem like a lot of money? I mean... Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. So, anyhow... All right, let's take our next break. You got anything you want to go into after that, Rob? Yeah, I got something for you. All righty, we'll be right back. I smell bacon. No, wait, it's just Mark sweating. Next up, things overheard in hell. Spam. With Spam Helper tonight. How yummy. Somewhere in the heavens, your great Grammy Gertrude is crying because her little Bebo is listening to this film. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. Okay. If I borrow money from a pessimist, would they expect to not get it back? I may never know. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Yeah, I'm cool. 
isn't even room temperature. You have something you want to say? You got something you want to go into? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to switch it up here. I'm going to jump from candy to bourbon. Some people would think of bourbon as candy. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> we used to. I know we did. <laughs> Boy, I, you know, I, I get such heartburn. Even if I love the taste of bourbon, I couldn't do it. Oh, yeah, I, I can't touch the hard stuff anymore. Me neither. I have heartburn for three weeks. I, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. Oh, it's probably just as I, well. Well, with tomorrow night being New Year's Eve, mm -hmm. they probably won't hear this till New Year's Day, but oh well. Studyfinds.org. What is the best affordable bourbon? Top seven budget bottles most recommended by experts. I've got a prediction on one of them because I know this to be true because this one bourbon I love and it's fairly reasonably priced is Buffalo Trace on there. Well, let's find out. Shall okay, we? go ahead, Rob. Because that is, to me, the best value in whiskey. First up, we have Old Granddad. Old Granddad's bourbon roars with bold, spicy character, a fiery spirit born from generations of tradition, singing a Kentucky ballad on the palate with every burnished drop. Breaking bourbon raised at Old Granddad seems like a brand that everyone respects but rarely talks about. With a name like Old Granddad, you trust it already, don't you? Yeah, you think so. Yeah. Oh, hey, Grandpappy. Yeah, that no harm in that one. That's Grandpappy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, next up, Buffalo Trace. Mm. I knew it. Buffalo Trace, Buffalo Trace, Kentucky's liquid sunshine, bursts with a chorus of oak and caramel. It's mm -hmm. fiery sweetness lingering like a warm summer sunset on the top. And let me give you a little secret here, too. Um, I like it neat, too. But this is just something, if you want a neat little mixed drink that isn't too much and, not, and you don't want to drink a whole lot, it's two fingers to one finger, Buffalo Trace and real sugar Mexican Coca-Cola on the rocks. That, to me, is nice. a delicious drink. All right, next okay. up. All righty. Yep, I would agree Heaven, with that one. Heaven Hill Distillery crafts larceny bourbon with wheat instead of rye, leading to a softer, smoother character and a bolder taste than its classic counterparts. A lot of people don't even think it's bourbon, but it is. That's because they don't use rye. I know, I know. 
they use wheat. Yeah, it's a, it, it gives it a distinct flavor. I like Buffalo Trace better, but yeah, I get it. Alright, next up we have Old Forester. Huh, that's on the list. Old Forester is one of America's first bottled bourbons. The barrel top explains hand-picked from select barrels. Old Forester 100 proof is a rich, complex bourbon. It's spicy and robust, and it's bottled at 100 proof to maintain its distinct character and full flavor profile. Sounds good to me. I don't know if I've ever had Old Forester, have you? No, I, I personally have not. I mean, it's been around a long, long time. Right. I remember seeing yeah, it when I was a kid. Alright, next up. Okay. 1792 Small Batch Bourbon. Does that have 17, a board? Yeah, okay. Sorry. 1792 Small Batch Bourbon hails from the historic Barton Distillery in Bartstown, Kentucky. Food and wine claims the high rye mashed bill gives us a lot of spice up front, shifting into graham cracker and mocha notes. Sounds good to me. And next up, Woodford Reserve. That's not a budget whiskey, though. What? Isn't this supposed to be a budget whiskey? Or reasonable yeah, priced? Yeah. I wouldn't really consider Woodford, uh, Woodford Reserve a uh, reasonably priced whiskey. It's good, but not as much as it costs good, in my opinion. Yeah, they, they, they don't give the prices on here. Oh, believe me, it's up there. Look it up online afterwards. You'll see what I mean. Okay. Anyhow, go ahead. I'm sorry. Crafted in the heart of Kentucky, Woodford Reserve probably utilizes historic copper pot stills and traditional mash bills. This results in a bourbon that is renowned for its bold and balanced flavor profile with notes of rich caramel, toast oak, and hints of citrus. See, I like Angel's Envy better, which is made just right down the road from Woodford Reserve, but anyhow, go ahead, Rob. And next up, we have Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey? Now, that is a budget one, yes. Yeah. Kentucky-born wild turkey bourbon is aged in deeply charred barrels and has strong smoky flavors. Breaking bourbon complements wild turkey 101 bourbon is everything one would want out of a bourbon. Wow. And that is our final one. Sweet. I think a lot on that list was really good. I just don't get the Woodford Reserve at all. I, I don't get that at all. It, to me, it's, uh, it's expensive and not worth the expense. But anyhow, that's okay. Everybody has a right to their whatever. So, um, I don't know. Maybe to some people that is budget whiskey. I mean, you know, I don't know. To me, I've never... 
I've never been one to spend that much on whiskey. I don't get as much enjoyment out of it as, you know, I'd rather buy a different drink. So, Right. Anyhow, so maybe I'm just the one. Maybe I'm not the one to ask. So, uh, great. That was a pretty good little list there, Rob. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, you know that they have pretty much proven now that the nostalgia helps people be happier and healthier. This is nostalgia. Like, like I've always said, you know, I, um, all these toys in my childhood, my, my Jackson Flying V guitar, I look at that right. and I feel good. It's a part of my, teen, my valued teenage years in my childhood. You know, I remember seeing, uh, um, of course, it wasn't a Jackson, but I remember seeing uh, um, Randy Rhodes flying B and going, wow, look at the way that guy plays. You know, um, right. you know, um, there's something about nostalgia. I mean, watching old nostalgic movies. You know, um, I start watching Johnny Sacco, and I'm like in another realm. I, I mean, are you like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, watching those old Definitely. shows that, that we used to get home that would be on Channel 41. Yes. Yeah. Channel 41 uh, back then was WDAF, I believe. Now it's Channel 4 and they switched uh, signals. Um, anyhow, Channel 41 was Independent Station and they played all those reruns, you know, and like uh, Johnny yeah. Sacco and stuff like that. So anyhow, this article says over the past few de decades, Research has uncovered three main functions of nostalgia. Increasing social connections, self-continuity, and meaning and, and self-meaning. Researchers typically uh, induce nostalgia by asking participants to think and write about nostalgic memories or listen to a nostalgic movie. In the control group, participants are, are instead asked to think about more mundane memories or listen to music they have no nostalgia for. Studies show that nostalgia tends to make people feel more socially connected by thinking fondly of old times with loved ones. It's a way of bringing them closer, even though they may be physically distant or perhaps they are no longer here with us for, uh, for a moment. Uh, with nostalgia, you can bring them into the presence and that makes, uh, that makes them feel connected and makes, uh, makes you feel loved. You know, Rob, you and I do this all the time, right? Right. We're sitting here talking. Uh, remember, we're talking about that pizza place in Harrisonville the other day, right? Did it not yes, take yes. Did it not take you back there and sitting at that counter and that little bald guy back there? Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, I think I'll take a combo, and you know, and, and yeah. just you know, and then, like I said, even like the shenanigans that we did, like you know, getting free pizzas because they gave them away until you know we took it too far, like always. And stuff like that. Just talking about that just makes me feel great. What about you? Oh, dude, I love it. it was I, just, I, the older I get, the more into nostalgia I get. And I notice when I start talking about nostalgia, I uncover stories that I remembered. I, I start remembering stuff that I did that was like really interesting. It's just like um, we're talking about something nostalgic, and all of a sudden I start remembering Rick Blank. Rick. Rip Blankenship and Reggie Rash. My alter egos because those chicks at Amico thought that I sounded like yeah. a guy on the radio. Yeah. And I would have never thought of that unless we're talking nostalgia and all of a sudden those names just bink 
they popped in my head. I'm like, oh my God, Rip Blankenship and Reggie Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I went in there and I got free shit because they thought I was on in Houston and Dallas and all that stuff. And I would have never thought of that if it wasn't you and I hashing out old shit like that, you know. And anyhow, you know, I remember, I remember the big parts like Babble Snatch and, and uh, you know, the MTV guy, Sam, you know, at, at, uh, at uh, Bannister Mall and all. I remember, like, the big stuff. But then there's, like, little, little ancillary stuff like that that I remember, like the pizza place like Rip Blankenship and Reggie Rash and stuff like that. So, I see. Um, anyhow, they say... Go ahead, what? I was just going to say, I remember that pizza place because I, I get, used to live just like three, four blocks from there. Okay, yeah. And they had great yeah, pizza. I, they were cool people. Oh, I loved it. We didn't have a conscience back then. I'd never do it nowadays. But they were cool people and they had great pizza. I used to go in there and play that... Uh, arcade game and I think they had one pinball machine and they had a Pac-Man and they traded out for Galaga but then they traded the Galaga yeah. out for Centipede and I was pissed because I didn't really care for Centipede I wanted to go in there and kick Galaga ass right me too yeah and do you remember when they changed it out for Centipede and then no one played it because yeah, I don't remember that I used to be waiting for my pizza I'd have to go put my quarter on it so the motherfuckers would get off the Galaga game and uh, anyhow, they traded out Galaga for Centipede, and I was pissed. I'm like, damn it, bring that Galaga game back. Oh, no, no, you know, because there was a, the way they did it was a guy would, like, give them a percentage of the profits for having his machine there. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't the pizza place's machines. They were kind of like a rental thing. They paid them a certain amount of what they made. Let's say they made 300 a week, then they would pay the, uh, um, the pizza place, maybe a hundred of that or something like that, just to have the machine there and the electricity, right? So they couldn't right. help it that, like, the guy came in and switched out games. But anyhow, so reminiscing reinforces our sense of our, our sense of self continuity, strengthen the narrative that about our lives, which is important to our mental well being. This may be because of what our nostalgic memories tend to be about ourselves at the center of a story with other people we love. As a result, nostalgia helps us find more meaning in life. And this study, this particular study was done in 2019 and then revised in 2022 with different people. And uh, anyhow, they discovered another thing that was interesting. After COVID, nostalgia got even stronger. Do you know that? I, yeah, I mean, that's really when it started hitting me. I, I, you know what, and that's funny you say that, because I got thinking about it too. I've always been very nostalgic. I love nostalgia, and I'm, you know, I have precious memories that forever. Yeah, so, me too. But, I think COVID really brought it out because the self-time I had to just sit there and reflect on things. There's a lot of downtime. I mean, that's, I started listening to a lot more podcasts. I was always interested in podcasts, but I never really became really interested in becoming a creator until COVID. And then, right. you know, I used to go out of town for work all the time, so it really prohibited me from doing a big hobby like this, right? Sure. But now that I don't go out of town all the time anymore and I have a completely different job, um, you know, here in Kansas City, unless I'm on a vacation or something, I'm here in Kansas City. 
so I can do it now. We have scheduled times that we do this. So um, anyhow, but during COVID is when I really started thinking about becoming a creator besides just a listener. And um, anyhow, but I really got more deep into podcasts and nostalgia because of COVID. So. Right. Yeah. So anyhow, we are approaching the end of this podcast. You got anything you want to go into? No, not really. No. That's about all I had for tonight, myself. Right. Well, we will be back tomorrow, New Year's Eve, and you won't get yeah. that one till the New Year. And I got to come up with some catchy thing for the New Year, like maybe the New Year baby gets shot in the head or something. I don't know. You know, because the Santa one went on for what, maybe eight shows. You know, Santa comes out, yeah. oh, Merry Christmas, and then he calls you a fucking asshole. I got to yeah. come, come up with something for uh, New Year's. Hmm. Oh, okay. And I got to play you your new promo, Rob, because we got to start doing our your bit. Yes. Okay, Rob's yes. going to start being in some bits, and it's going to happen here real soon. We're starting out the new year cool. So, all righty, and look for some more uh, things to eat during the apocalypse. I cannot talk tonight. Okay, things to eat during the apocalypse. Deep thoughts with Mark. Things Overheard in Hell, all brand new ones, and I have some brand new Island of Horrible Jokes and Strange Insults from an Alien, just to give you guys just a just a little hankering for some more. Anyhow. I love them. I love them. I do too. Which is your favorite? I think Strange Insults from an Alien. Me too, because it's so odd. Because, I mean... Like, like the weirdness of it, like uh, may your sock rotate slightly yeah. just enough to bother you. <laughs> or, or my favorite one was, may your mother come over, then leave with your drawer slightly ajar. That way you have to go up and just close it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's just like, it's like, what? <laughs> so... Anyhow, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Have a great night. Have a good night, everybody. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. <laughs> oh, my God, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh, jeez. Ugh. Glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.